Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 63, 30 Days of Night versus Shadow in the Cloud. We need you at the station. Copy that. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. They? Who are they? Welcome back and Happy New Year from us at the Bones Horror Podcast. Tonight we have with us Jess. Hello. And Ewan. Hello. No Larry as of yet, but he said he probably wouldn't make it. So if he does turn up, great. And on Kev, for those that don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we were meant to do this podcast weeks ago, but my fault, I get snowed under and we all got other things to be doing. So instead of, it used to be once once a week, once upon a time, and I'd like to get back to at least every couple of weeks. So my apologies to all our listeners. Um, and it has picked up as well. We've lots more listeners over the Christmas period, so it's, it's been really good. So I'm really pleased that we could do this tonight um so we're reviewing 30 days of night which uh we spoke about in november and we added one in last minute shadow in the cloud because i find it quite entertaining and uh i know you guys hadn't seen it and uh yeah i'm really uh looking forward to hearing what you've got to say about it really so should we touch upon Friday days? Actually, let's let's speak a bit. So um I've watched loads of movies over the Christmas period, um, including all the usuals, Krampus, etc. Um <laughs> you know, we were gonna do a few over Christmas, but it didn't happen. But so really I had a couple of weeks off. Uh, my wife got COVID again on Boxing Day, so that was great. Um it's never ending really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, how about you guys, Jess? Do you have a bit of time off? Yeah, I'd um, a little bit of time off. I get bank holidays off, and obviously we had the extra bank holidays, which was quite nice. That's really nice. So, yeah, I had quite. A but few no days lockdown, off. no, no. Sh- I suppose in your job, some of them stores are still open over that period, are they? Yeah, everyone's still open. Um, I'm working from home a couple of days a week at the moment, just to stop me traveling so much because um, I do have to travel quite far on public transport. So, yeah, it's been quite nice having a couple of days working from home. So, And then I've got a few days off this week as well coming up. Nice. 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 Mm. I'll try and see you. Mm. Ewan? Yeah, well, you know, I, I went back to went back to Kent uh, to spend time with the family uh, over over Christmas, which is which is very nice. Um, I mean, I mean, luckily, most of my job is 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 pretty much work at home anyway, because it's it's just reviewing TV series, so I don't I don't need to go go into work and, and risk COVID. So I'm 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 pretty okay in my in my situation, but um, but no, it's been it's been fine with me. Oh, that's that's, that's great. You know, because last year I think it was pretty rubbish Christmas but for me anyway mm. um I think we got to spend one day away didn't we but, uh, yeah that was pretty terrible but anyway all the doom and gloom um <laughs> so let's go on to 30 days of night this was uh, made in 2007 so it's quite an old one um yeah. it was based on a comic series which I know little about is that you know I don't know if you knew that guys but apparently mm. so um it was directed by David Slade which I looked at his movies, and I had seen Hard Candy. That's quite a good one. I don't know if you've seen that. 
no i haven't seen it i've heard good things about it or, or it sort is. of controversial things yeah. about it yeah very um, very very much so but that that would seem so it starred josh Hartnett as sheriff olsen and melissa george who we love on this show um as stella olsen had a budget of 30 million and a box office of 75 million Rotten Tomatoes, what are you thinking, guys? I know Jess hasn't seen it, so it's not nope. going to... Have a wild guess, <laughs> Jess. <laughs> a wild guess. 67. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon it's in the 70s somewhere. I reckon, like, 72, maybe? 51. Oh, blimey. Oh. That's quite low. I have no idea what this film's about or anything. So <laughs> right. that was We're just a complete random number. You, Jess. We are going to tell you, Spoilers <laughs> in, because... Um, Larry, this was a Larry pick, wasn't it? Or was it your pick, you in? I think it was a Larry pick. I I seem to remember it was it was one of your one of your picks because we wanted a sort of me. I feel like it was, but but I might could be, but I could be wrong. I, I thought it was a because we were going to go for like sort of winter themed oh, horror it has snow movies, in weren't it. we? Yeah, because it, yeah. it's definitely a, a Christmas film as it has snow in it. <laughs> um, so yeah, at fifty one percent rotten. So not amazing. Hmm. Not everyone loved it. So 30 Days a Night, Jess, is a vampire film about okay. um, there is, I think it's once a year, there's 30 Days of Night, basically. So the sun goes in. Is it, I, I can't remember what they actually call it. Um, yeah, it's what it's set in, like, is it like northern Alaska or something? Yeah, somewhere, in, somewhere somewhere a bit out the of the Arctic way. Circle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's no sunlight for 30 days. Mm. So these guys can do what they like, really. Yeah. So they, uh, they kind of go around wiping out, it looks like, they go around wiping out towns. Yeah, so it's um, like a gang a gang of vampires figure out that there's this one place, this one town um, that is, uh, for 30 nights, just completely, just completely dark. And because they're vampires and they hate the sunshine, they can feast as it were and it's uh and it's uh, it's 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 it, i i quite like the premise um and i uh enjoyed it in a way it, it felt a bit more like a, a zombie film in some ways because yeah. these vampires are proper sort of they're not sort of your uh sort of well-suited dracula type um that you know walking up walls and stuff they're proper like acrobatic and they sort of you know jump on you and like you know <laughs> to drink the blood from your throat after they've cut it and you know there's stuff like that so they're far more uh vicious i guess um, a lot there's nothing yeah there's no humanity i don't think left there at all is there really on them they just no just absolutely ruthless yeah um in what they do mm. and every you time they yeah, yeah and every time they like bite someone they they become a vampire essentially what whoever they bite becomes a vampire yeah, oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's, and then yeah. it's a classic. So again, this is more zombie, I suppose, but you have to remove the head or destroy the brain in order to get them, get them to uh, be, you know, in order to kill them dead, I guess. Um, but it was it's been, it was quite enjoyable for because you know when you when you look at this sort of concept, I mean, especially with vampires, because I, th- I think I think vampires has become a kind of a very cliched genre i guess in some ways and so when you hear a film about vampires you don't necessarily have the same i don't know the same excitement as from maybe another horror film but this one actually carries it off pretty well it's 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 quite well made um 
it shot quite nicely. I mean, I'm 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 a bit I'm a bit sort of <laughs> there are a few points where it's it sort of the logic of darkness doesn't make complete sense because <laughs> because there are times when there's lots of light. I I, I think I read um, in Roger Ebert's review because he he reviewed it and when it came out, um, it said. It, it may be thirty days of night, but it's also thirty days of uh, full moon light coming from the. <laughs> it's like every night is a full moon, and also there's there's a few scenes where they basically the survivors ha- sort of run to certain houses in order to like um, hide from the vampires, and they pick this one place where there's like a, a hidden attic, and they go in the attic and they stay there for a few days. Um, but it it never occurred to them it never occurred to them it appeared to turn off the light in the attic uh, <laughs> and and even the vampires the vampires didn't notice that this was the only light on in the entire village <laughs> but obviously obviously i, I mean otherwise it, it, it was it's a weird thing to work around because otherwise you'd have to be like in total darkness for the entire film and it would be it, it wouldn't be that you know, entertaining. So it's quite a sort of, it, it's a bit of a mishmash, but I think it's, um, overall, it's quite, it's quite an enjoyable one. It is. And the, the, the vampire leader was amazing. He, he was, I had quite a stare on him. I don't know if you saw that, Jess. His name was Marlow. Was it Marlow? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, quite a stare on him. And, and I love the ending as well. Um, mm. so, so we, should we talk about that and just go in, in the spoilers? I don't think Jess is going to watch it anyway, really. So, so, <laughs> so there's, a lot, point, there's but... a lot of chasing about and people yeah. getting turned and some people not getting turned, just killed. Um, but at the end, there's like a... The the, the the police character, I think they're at, you know, they all think they're going to die. So he decides to inject himself with vampire blood, is it? Yeah, to, and so he'd become to... a kind of vampire, yeah. So then he has a fight with Marlo and puts his fist straight through his head, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that, that that by injecting himself with the vampire blood, he becomes the same sort of acrobatic vampire yeah. situation. Yeah. So in that case, he's able to fight them. Uh, but hey, you're right. It was sort of. Uh, I, I, I think I think they was kind of struggling a bit with the sort of the, the third act. I mean, it was, again, it was entertaining and it looked great, but it was sort of. Um, uh, it was. It, I suppose it was a bit silly, but I. But, but you know, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah, and I had, I had a typical ending, which I'm sure I've seen in other films, where obviously matey's turned and and you know all the other vampires run away because he punched a hole through their leader's head. <laughs> um, but they go out. Don't they go out onto the mountain? They, they go out somewhere and yeah, towards like is, the ICC. Yeah, him, him, him and. Jess from Triangle, Melissa George. They go out there and wait for the sun to come up and you know what's going to happen to him. So it was... And she was there to see him on his way. Um, Mm. So, yeah, a bit of a sad ending, but I'm sure it's an ending I've seen before. Yeah, well, it reminded me a lot... uh, I, I mean... I suppose spoilers for Midnight Mass, but there's there's that there's a I'll just say there's a scene in Midnight Mass which is very similar to maybe yeah Midnight Mass got like, it from there. I, I know yeah. I know I've definitely seen it, um, mm. but yeah it was it was okay. I own it, so I must think something of it. But maybe because it was cheap, but I'd only give it five or six boners really. Yeah, 
probably I, five. I, I think it's also interesting. I, I, I read that in the comic books, um, and this is sort of like, I suppose, quite typical of the time. I don't think it would happen now where um, the in the original comic books, um, the main character was uh, an Inuit. Uh, so you know people local to that to that area and yeah. they 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 did they didn't go for that they went for josh hartnell who's like a very white character so yeah. you sort of yeah, I, I think it goes like that classic sort of hollywood thing where it's just like no we need we, we need a white guy <laughs> in order to be the face of this because otherwise it's sad, just, really. yeah, yeah yeah but um but no you know I, I, as you say i i think it, it's quite enjoyable uh, it's not I'm glad it's that sort of runtime. I think it was like an hour forty or something, which I think yeah. is quite is quite good. And it's I, I don't think I was ever bored at any point. I, I think it, I think it's entertaining enough. Um, uh, but yeah, as you say, it's not it's not it's not there with the best. <laughs> it's it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, so there was a second there was a follow up to this called Dark Days, which went straight to video. I never saw that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get a cinema release, so that was uh, at a rotten of seventeen <laughs> percent. Where, where uh, did they go? Did they go to another town? Uh, I'm not sure. Places? I haven't seen it, but it was also like a TV series prequel and an online thing. It's again mm. not bits I've actually seen. I suppose because um, the premise is quite is quite good, and that's and you know people can mine from that, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well. Pete Larry's not here to uh, drag it out a bit more. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it was so long ago. Yeah, I probably watched it mid-November, getting ready for this. Um, that's why I thought I'd better throw in Shadow in the Sky. Mm. And uh, Shadow in the Sky. That's it. Shadow in the Why did I write? I wrote Sky a minute ago. <laughs> I wonder I couldn't find it. Yeah, Shadow in the Cloud. <laughs> So a woman on a mysterious mission with a mysterious parcel with a mysterious accent. That's what I wrote. <laughs> um, so, t- two fa- again, I wrote 2010. This definitely wasn't made in 2010. No, it, was, it was 2020. Two fa- 2020, so 2020, directed by Rose, Roseanne Liang. Mm. Starred Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, I know her from Hit Girl, Kick Ass, and mm. uh, Let Me In. I think it was. I think we yeah, reviewed yeah, that. Yeah, the American adaptation um, of not the right one in, yeah. I couldn't find a cost on this for some reason. I think they struggled because of the cinemas and things as well. But I know it. one of the box office was not even a million. Hmm. Um, what do you reckon on Rotten then? Mm. I... I mean, the... the... I mean, the issue is that I again I have to go because I, 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 I'd say I, I didn't really like the film that much. So yeah, um, okay. But but I reckon it might have done all right. Um, maybe sixty five. Yes. I was going to say about seventy. Yeah, so see, it's tomato. The tomato meter. It's got seventy eight percent, but yeah. the audience is thirty two. Oh, yeah. oh, that's interesting. So oh. I think you've got. I, I I've really enjoyed this. I watched this with. Two of my sons, the younger two, I know it was a bit of swearing in it, but um, they loved it. Do you know what I mean? Especially mm. the last act. Right, the last 30 minutes are mental, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of where I, where I fell away, I think. Oh, I, that's where it got exciting for me. Because <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, I, is I, I got to watching it and I was like, 
okay, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not completely into it, but I'm, I'm quite enjoying this. And then that last act happened, and it was kind of, <laughs> I, it was, I just felt like it was really heavy-handed. It was, it, it was there, there were so many, um, because I, 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 I really like the premise. First of all, I think it's a great, it's a solid concept, um, and it reminded me of the sort of, you know, the one-person dramas like, you know, 127 Hours or. Um, buried or anything like where she's stuck in this uh, sort of turret gun sphere thing under the under the plane um it's based in new zealand during 1943 um and she's a uh i think like a female f- a fighter pilot uh part of the um i wrote she- down she was a flying officer uh yes. yeah a flight officer is that right? yeah and she gets shoved into this turret because the plane is mainly managed by men who don't who just don't don't understand why a woman's on board at all. Um, and <laughs> it was the forties, though. It was the forties, yes. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, that you know, they say all sorts of misogynistic things, and it's a very sort of, um, it, it's very sort of, you know, a, a feministic premise, I guess. Um, but the, it, it, it's sort of, there's a kind of irony, I guess, in some ways, in that um, this film was, I mean, officially co-written by Max Landis, who, uh, son of. John Landis, who did American Werewolf in London, um, uh, recently, I think in I think I think in 2020 or in 2019, he was um, sort of me tooed. I guess it, it, he was. Several allegations came out against him for sort of um, uh, assault and sort of general um, misogyny and, and and stuff like that. Again, I probably should say these are all allegations. These these are. Um, these all haven't been proven, but it, there's a there's a there's a weird irony of to have like Max Landis attached to a, a specifically a feministic project, um, and I was re- I was reading up about this, and apparently um, um, the director and the other co-writer Roseanne Liang was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she claims she she rewrote it several times, um, but you can you can see the sort of Landis influences i think i mean specifically the gremlin which i i it was it's great funny. yeah yeah i mean i like I, I i liked the look of the gremlin i thought it was a solidly created thing but i feel like it was just an added thing that didn't really bring anything i i i feel like it would have been better to scrap the gremlin entirely and just have it so that it's the plane breaking apart and no one's listening to her. I feel like that that would have been more mm. effective. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Jess? Yeah, if it did feel kind of unnecessary. Because like, mm. obviously they've got these you know cartoons about it and there was posters and things on the lockers. And, you know, one of the guys says something about it being a gremlin. And everyone else is like, shut up, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, that's stupid. But they used to blame that on everything, didn't they, if something went wrong. You know, I suppose mm. in those times, things were made with great pace, weren't they? They, they put all these planes, the error and everything else, and things would fall to bits occasionally, and that's what they mm. called gremlins, and, you know, not as in a real gremlin. A real gremlin, yeah. Like, like, well, like that do you know what i mean but it was kind of weird because at the beginning the cartoony kind of gremlin was similar wasn't it yeah um so i don't know maybe there is some truth there but yeah i I don't know but jess you carry Mm. on my apologies it yeah 
I don't know how I feel about this film, I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I uh, My favourite part was probably the um, when I landing the plane. I thought that was quite cool, when they were having to like turn it and like do a full, mm. you know. That was quite cool. Um, but I just, I hate heights, so this film just filled <laughs> me with anxiety. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this makes people sick. Um, and also, she must be insanely strong. Because mm. she just like climbs upside down, yeah. You know, it's amazing. These, That's all holes. real as well. I was telling the boys when we were watching it that these oh, are real. Yeah. They, they're real stunts. She did all her own stunts. There's yeah, no, yeah. Because they were trying to tell just... me it was green screen. I was going, no way. Is that green screen? That's all. That's well, all some, proper I, stuff. I'm assuming some of it was. Like, like, no, the gremlin was real. Back in, yeah, the gremlin was yeah. real. The gremlin was real. The gremlin was real. They, you know, they they did good job casting there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, they, you know, they saw thousands of of, of candidates of and Grimmins, that, was, that yeah. was the best one yeah, yeah. um <laughs> god i i think i thought the gremlin looked good but right at the end that fight that they had it looked so off yeah like you could really tell it just it didn't look right i don't know if it was like the depth of field or something it just was off when yeah. she was fighting it um and also the the really cringy line where she was like, "You don't know how far I'll go," and then she repeats it, and it's like, "You don't need to repeat it. We we get it." Yeah, like, yeah. So cheesy. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Again, as you said, it's sort of like. I mean, again, uh, it, it it it's funny that the sort of feminism which it kind of upholds. Um, again, I, I I have no aversion to that. You know, the the premise or the message. I, I think I think it's great but mm -hmm. there's there's such a heavy handedness with how it's delivered like as soon as she stops fighting with the gremlin and defeats it she goes on to breastfeed her child which yeah, is sort that of was very that was very on the nose i thought it was just <laughs> it was just sort yeah. of okay. that baby hadn't been fed for a while though that's true that's well, true that that baby is called brain damage now yeah jesus that that is a a remarkably resilient baby to have been, yeah. to have been shaking that much in in the play. Mm -hmm. And the the hilarious thing was was that they had it they had it first like they had the um ba <laughs> so basically for people who haven't seen this film, uh, it sort of ends up that she's actually carrying a baby in this briefcase suitcase thing um, as she carries it aboard um, under the premise that it's actually confidential documents inside. Um, and when the plane starts to fall apart. Uh, uh, the gremlin gets hold of, of the box and um, leaves it hanging on a sort of bit of wing, I guess, on, on the plane wing, and it sort of flaps around. And what I found funny, funny about that was that when it was flapping around that time, the baby didn't cry. It, it was fine, apparently. Yeah, the baby like, never <laughs> cried pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had drugged it, though. She had drugged the baby. Uh, yeah, but when but when mm -hmm. she when she retrieved the, the, the box and took it, but okay, she she went outside, got got hanged off the side of the plane, grabbed it, and then got back inside the plane. Uh, she opened the box, and the baby was fine. She was a very calm just baby chilling. for what just happened. Yeah. If it was shaken that much, I, I, as you say, I'd have brain damage or be definitely dead or yeah. something <laughs> like that. Uh, but it is I mean, she packaged the baby well, like it was yeah. pretty well wrapped and then you know Absolutely. strapped yeah, in, yeah. but still yeah. just. Yeah, and the noise as well, like the explosions of things. It's like, 
yeah the trauma exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was that sort of thing where it was like i i I actually really well i say i really like i i i went with the sort of first two acts because i quite as i as quite i quite liked that claustrophobic structure it reminded me a bit of a video game sort of in how it's like organized um and i I, you know I, i and i found like you know the sort of themes quite interesting, but then the third act just went completely uh, off the rails for me. I, I, I mean, the, the point where I thought, where I thought, yeah, this is silly, um, even though it's an innately silly film in some ways. But the bit where she she falls out of the hole, yeah, and then a plane explodes, which makes her come back into the hole <laughs> and land perfectly to the side. And, and the thing is, that was only one take they did for that as well. Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah. They had one plane they could explode. (laughs) She got it right. So she's one hell of an actor. Nailed it. Yeah. So uh, nailed it. I I love that. (laughs) And I've watched it two or three times, I think. Also, sorry to cut you off, but also people kept on dying and coming back to life. (laughs) Like, like I think Mm. the main like partner guy, he got like shot at least like sixty times, and then. We think he's dead, and then he magically comes back to life, and he's fine. It, it was a bit. It was a bit sort of. I, I didn't know what the rules were in this in this world in some ways, you know. And I know, and I know it's 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 meant to be silly, and it's not it's not meant to be the sort of action of it isn't meant to be taken too seriously. But I think there's like I don't know. I, there's a certain limit of believability in some ways, and I can I, I I think you can get away with a few pinches of silliness, but when when you cross over to that point, it kind of, it kind of like just like what am I watching? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'd, well, I'd definitely be watching it again, but I just think it's a lot of fun, and I and I love the third act the most because especially obviously you guys first watch, and I thought I was watching somewhere along the lines of Save It Private Ryan or something like that until it actually takes that massive left turn or right turn. Mm. Um, and then I, I was quite, yeah, this 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 is great. A bit like when you see, have you seen Overlord? Is it Overlord? No, I haven't seen it, no. Um, I'm sure it's probably the wrong film now, but that takes a bit of a turn as well. Um, I'm just going to look it up because we have reviewed it. Yeah, so Overlord was a 2018 film, similar kind of thing. J.J. Abrams. Um, there's a bit of a... They're all jumping out of airplanes, and it's a proper old war film, and then all of a sudden they're, there's zombie things running around and all that. It's, mm. it's, it's a massive film and well worth a watch if you haven't seen it, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. Mm. Um, what was the budget on this one again? Did, did, I didn't see a, there wasn't a budget, was there? I'd, I'd no. love to know what the budget was for it. Because a lot I mean, of it's just sat in an airplane, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if it was too much, um, uh, mainly because it was, um, it's technically a New Zealand film um, yeah. made by a New Zealand director. And so there wasn't, I, I think, but I think most of the budget went on the, on the creature. Because uh, I think, yeah. I think they got, they got Weta yeah. involved, you know, Weta Digital did like okay. all the rings and stuff yeah um but uh but yeah but i uh, but again i i think i think it would have been i think i'd have preferred it if they just stayed in in the turret personally and i think mm. if they i don't know i i i feel like the gremlin was just just felt superfluous to me i i, I didn't feel like it 
added much and i i feel like we didn't get much i don't know i i i i feel like it would have been more engaging and interesting if it was if if it was more to do with you know technical <clears throat> issues but um, it wouldn't have been a horror film then well yeah i mean that that's the that's the irony of what i'm saying is that <laughs> so yeah. you know saying on a horror podcast <laughs> so you probably is it a horror, a horror film, film no i don't know is it a horror po- i'm not sure um well, i wasn't scared i don't no, know if that's a no, qualifier I was never i was never scared at all in this movie i just had fun with it mm. and, i mean the gremlin watched... adds you know the horror yeah. value i guess yeah um i still don't get why she because when she closed well i didn't close it obviously she couldn't open the door yeah. And she'd undone one of the handles, obviously the other one snapped off. Yeah. And then she left it. And you could see that the handle behind her was still open. And obviously it falls back. So instead of closing it and pulling the handle shut that's still on there, she sticks her finger through the hole yeah. and then breaks her finger. Oh, yeah, that, like, that must have hurt. It's <laughs> like there's still a handle that seems to be functioning. Yeah. So you- why... And you think, right, she's busted her finger off and it's real painful and she still can hang from an airplane um, (laughs) and have a fight with a gremlin and do all these other things. So she's pretty amazing. Amazing lady. She is amazing, Um, yeah. Almost unbelievably amazing. Yeah. I'm surprised we don't see her. I quite enjoyed her performance. Um, And I'd like to see her in other things. Yeah, I we mean, don't, it, don't I, seem to though. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with her because again, she did um, she did kick ass and she was very good in that and she was marked upon by that. And then she was in various other things like what was that? Tenzer washed um, the Equalizer. She had a, she had a part in that and oh, she was. I in, like that film. Certain yeah. things like Hick and, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, she was never given that much attention. She was in a film I haven't seen called uh, The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Which was like a you know an actual drama about um, gay conversion camps in America, yeah. um, but other than that, I ha- yeah, as you say, I haven't because I, cause I think she's a good. Suspiria, yes, Suspiria, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm just uh, looking now, and that's yeah. probably the only one. She was she was sort of at the start and towards the end, wasn't she in Suspiria? And Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, she had a cameo in that. So, uh, I, yeah. I, I think she was in the new Tom and Jerry movie as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen no. that. I haven't seen it either. I don't want to. <laughs> but yeah, but, I, I wonder why she hasn't been in much, but you know, I guess that's how it works. So we get to our bonus then. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it seven. I expect a lot less from you guys. <laughs> mm, I'd probably give it like a six. Nice. I don't think it's awful. It's not bad but... for you, Jess. Yeah. It's not bad. I I I think I'll give it a, a five because I I I think I might have given it more if if the third if it wasn't that the third act. <laughs> but I thought <laughs> I, I just I I just didn't think feel like I I felt like it was very heavy handed at time, especially when they as well as the fight with the thing they also put with the end credits loads of sort of archive footage of you know real life uh female fighter pilots which again is great but again it, it kind of labors the point that they're trying to make too much it is it is sort of i don't know I, I think they over overdid it and i've yeah so so i was entertained um for a while and then it kind of tailed off for me so yeah i'll give it five so you didn't enjoy the best bit so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so in, in this uh, double header 
30 days of night and whatever it's called, shadow in the cloud. Yeah. Shadow in the cloud is the winner. Yeah. So that was your favourite of the two, Ewan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so I'd rather watch 30 Days of Night again. <laughs> but yeah, only, only the two votes on the first one. But um, we'll probably do that again. So, shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Right. I, I, this week I haven't watched that much. So I'm going to go back a bit, building up to something I watched at Christmas. So I revisited The Matrix, which is a favourite of mine. I'm not sure you've seen it yet, have you, Jess? No. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, 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 I have seen The Matrix, but I haven't seen... I think I saw the third one as well, but I, I haven't watched like the other two properly. Um, and I haven't watched the I haven't watched the first one in a while. Actually, it, it, it's funny with the Matrix and that I, I think it's a very well designed world, but it's sort of I don't know. It reminds me of like uh, sort of fifteen year old uh, boys who sort of think they understand philosophy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or, or think they understand simulation theory, or you know, and stuff like that. It's like I've seen the Matrix. I know everything. <laughs> you know? But um, but you know, it, it is a it is a very good film. Well, so that was in 1999 that it came out. So I revisited that and then obviously Reloaded and Revolutions, building up to me and my son going to see The Matrix Resurrections. Um, so we went, when did we go? Was it just before Christmas or after? It might have been just after. I can't remember. Um, I think it was before. I think it was before. might have been the... I think it was the second day it come out, anyway, whenever that was. Might have been the 23rd of December. Um, it was quite busy in the cinema, but we went to one of the showcase ones, so that was lovely. Um, and I loved it. It was a bit, at first, I wasn't kind of sure what was going on, So, um, but for me it made sense. It kind of makes sense. And I watched Animatrix again as well, which I did, did the lot. Um, but I think it's a great film. Really good film and probably one that I enjoyed the most in the last year, really, especially in in a cinema. Mm. Um, it just worked really well. And I don't know if the special effects were as good as they were in the original three, in all honesty. Mm. Um, but it was definitely, definitely a bit of a different take on it. And, and most of the old characters were revisited. Um, so I would I would recommend it. It's not for everyone, I don't think. But no, it's quite divisive. Yeah, quite divisive I, among the critics, at least. I, I I really liked it, and would definitely most likely buy it. I will buy it actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I for my birthday, which was about a month ago, maybe a bit longer. Um, my wife bought me this kind of projector with a big screen, and it was for our bedroom. Um, and I've got this big wardrobe, so I've got this big white sheet and this projector I put on the wall, and I've been watching some films on that. So the first one I actually watched, so this screen's about eight, nine foot wide um, and six, seven foot, you know, depth. Um, so we watched Saving Private Ryan on it. And I have to say, it was amazing. Like, mm. 
watching it. It was like being in my own little mini cinema in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched that, and then we watched Phantasm. Um, you guys have most likely never seen that. I know Larry would have done. I'm not sure if I've ever heard of it, actually. No, it's a film that makes no sense about <laughs> about the tall man who works at, a, oh, God, it's like it's a graveyard, um, a mausoleum, I think they call them over there, um, and these little dwarf things and these sphere things that drill into your head and <laughs> nothing makes any sense whatsoever, ever, um, but it's fun to watch. So I watched that, and the last thing I watched was the final guys recommended it on their top 13 of the year if you hadn't heard that go listen to it it's great um there's a film called the night house about this woman's her husband kills himself and she starts having visions and things like that um yeah didn't that come out last year yeah um and I won't say much more because I'll ruin it for anyone who wants to watch it, but I will say it is quite spooky, it is quite scary, um, and it twists, and it's definitely worth a watch. Now, that is on Disney, on whatever their kind of normal movie bit is on there. What's it called? Um, is it Star, Star Plus? Plus? Yeah, Star Plus, yeah. It is on there. So I would say have a watch of that because it's um, quite thought-provoking and uh, well-written and... The actors are all good in it, so definitely worth a watch. There's lots of other things I've watched as well, obviously Krampus and <laughs> things, but um, Die Hard, your usual Christmas yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, so get on that. So Jess, mm-hmm. let's go with you. You must have watched some bits in the last few weeks. Yeah, my memory is shocking, but <laughs> I know I watched the first episodes of Boba Fett. Oh, I did um, watch the first one, yeah. Well impressed. It's. Well, I enjoy watching it because I love anything, you know, Star Wars. But it did the first episode. I had so many questions. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, why did that happen? Why are you doing this? How <laughs> on earth could that happen? And it's, yeah. yeah, there's just so many random things that don't make sense. And it's like, yeah, they did a lot, those things. In a short period, right? It's just kind of like they just did certain things to make the story go the way they wanted it to yeah um which is just I, irritating I, I also feel like i don't I, it was a bit sort of fan service because they try and explain mm. how boba fett is alive after yeah. falling in the sarlacc pit and i'm just like mm-hmm. I, I i don't really care about how you want to resolve that I, i'm more interested in the sort of godfathery good fellasy gangster mm. elements that he like you know comes in the town and he's the new sort of jab of the heart i really yeah. like those bits and then they sort of tail off into a sort of you know flashback sequence that lasts like too long i think and it's uh yeah so yeah the most I'm... part of each episode is flashbacks yeah, yeah. and I, so i haven't i haven't gone to episode two yet so maybe they improve upon it but i'm yeah i wasn't i wasn't too impressed by episode one mm. um to be fair i, I quite enjoyed episode two it is still a lot of flashbacks but it mm. was actually quite good okay um but yeah, other than that, what else have I watched? Oh, I watched the first episode because everyone's going on about it and I saw you posted something about it, Ewan. Um, Euphoria. Oh, yes. I haven't watched, I hadn't watched any of it oh. and I see people go on about it all the time. Yeah. And I was like, right, I'm going to try and get into it. So I started, the f- I've watched the first episode mm-hmm. and I started the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep seeing things pop up everywhere about the last episode of the second season and I'm trying to avoid... Well, the second that... season isn't out yet, I guess. But well, oh. well, 
Well, well, well, no, because the second season's out. It's out uh, tonight at two a.m. As for the second season, or at least oh. the first episode of the second season. So, but there oh, okay. is like, keep... but but it's weird because they had they had the first season, and then mm. lockdown happened, and they said, "Well, we can't do a full season, so we're going to do two specials." Um, uh. And then they did two specials, and a year later, they've they've now put put in second season. But oh, okay, yeah, I mean, it, it could be. Uh, I'm not sure if any critics have got the final episode either. I only managed to see the first seven of the second yeah, I season. Yeah, I keep seeing people so. mention the second season. I just try and yeah, scroll because yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, fair. I don't. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really know much about it still. Obviously, just from like watching the first episode, but um, I quite enjoyed it. So yeah. I'm going to carry on watching that probably. Something to binge. Good. But yeah, uh, and then obviously Spider Man. Mm, I went to the yep. cinema and saw that. Uh, loved the film. Thought it was great. Bit of fan service, obviously, yeah, but yeah. still great. Uh, didn't enjoy the girl next to me who <laughs> laughed at every single line and then was full-blown snotty sobbing <laughs> at one point. And I literally wanted to turn around and be like, will you stop, please? <laughs> like, oh, I was so mad. I couldn't get into it. Like, really? I really <laughs> wish I could have. She was just so annoying. Um, but the film was great other than that so you know did you stand up and clap at the end like i did at the end of the matrix no (laughs) did anyone else clap at the matrix kevin (laughs) no i was the only one there (laughs) (laughs) everyone was clapping at spider-man but yeah yeah i'm looking for we were meant to go and watch it was it yesterday it was wasn't it um yeah but we couldn't get i couldn't get us all in a row which would have been rubbish so that's what we're trying to do next week. I wanted six yeah. tickets, and I couldn't get them all in a row. So uh, <sighs> next week, yeah, don't do what I did and get the front like. Oh no! Because no. for some reason, I could have had when front I booked rows. them, the seats look on the thing further back because no, I went for not. the ones that were obviously like the recliners and stuff. Yeah, because um, it's a showcase, and I didn't realise how far forward they actually were. Oh. So I walked in, went to go up the stairs, and then realised. My seats were on the bottom of the stairs, and I was like, oh. "Cool, great." I guess I've just yeah. sat like this all the, the whole evening. I watched <laughs> so. one of the last Avengers, the last one I watched in the front row in 3D like that, and it was the worst experience I've ever God. had. Yeah, I was literally looking at the ceiling. Never again. <laughs> but there was there was groups of kids who were all sat in like the front front rows. Yeah, like the cheaper seats, and I was just like, I don't know how I mean, to do that because at least with the recliners, too. you can kind of yeah. lower yourself back a bit. Yeah. Never, yeah. never do that, listeners. Never, ever <laughs> get front ones. <laughs> they might be a little bit cheaper, but it's just not worth it. No. Don't do it. Because you're having to turn your head to see as well, because you're like, the screen's so big. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> not ideal. How about you, yeah, Ewan? That's it for me. Yeah. Um, uh, following on from No Way Home, I, I went to see it so the day it came out. Um, at a 4DX screening uh, in the Cineworld in Leicester Square. And um, nice. I don't know if you any of you have experienced 4DX before. <laughs> it's a sort of like, I suppose, you, I, I don't know if you have like gone, gone to Chessington and went to Pirates 4D and stuff like that, where it's Does like... Does it blow wind at you and stuff? Yeah, it blows it wind at you. Uh, and, yeah, I've been in one, yeah. So it's, Lego it's, it's, it's hilarious, right? Because like... The, <laughs> I went in. It's quite an expensive ticket as well. It was like thirty quid or something, and you sort of um, you sit down, which is like you 
the, all the seats in the row are attached to this sort of platform thing that moves about through the film. So you're essentially on a roller coaster ride, essentially. But there's, there, was a, there was a disclaimer at the start um, saying uh, no elderly, blind or disabled people. And I'm, I'm a disabled person. And I was like, okay, living dangerously now. Um, <laughs> and so I, was like, so, I sat, so I sat down. I was like... <laughs> and it's hilarious because it's sort of... It was the right film to watch it with because, like, when Spider-Man swings through the city, the chairs literally just go, <laughs> and you're just like propelled forwards with it. And what annoyed me is that there's no like seatbelt or anything, so you could very well just be <laughs> propelled out of your chair. Um, but it was such a, it was su- it was a really fun experience, uh, and it was sort of, and I happily I didn't have any snotty nosed people um, mm. next to me. <laughs> I did have um, a lot of applause and a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. gobsmack shouts, which I which I quite enjoyed. I I, I I I sort of went with the experience, you know, applauded when Tobey Maguire appeared and you know stuff stuff like that. Um, and it was it was it was yeah, it was it was really really fun. Um, and also on on Euphoria, I watched, I watched the first uh, seven episodes of the second season uh, this week. Uh, I think I finished it. Uh, yesterday maybe day before yesterday and it's a really really good series i mean i i genuinely think it's one of my favorite series of all time because it kind of i feel like it kind of, i feel like I, I before euphoria i'd been waiting for like i don't know a series that sort of at least reflected some of my own experiences at school in some way because i feel like other than like sex education i suppose i i'd, I'd never seen like the darker elements of like that kind of experience. Cause even though I'm not, I don't really consider myself like a ge- part of the gen Z. I think I'm more of like a late millennial. I'm, I'm still sort of aware of things like, you know, dick pics and teenage nudes and fear of, you know, being done for child pornography and, you know, stuff like that, which was very much a part of the school experience that I, that I was in. Um, I feel like I hadn't had that reflected before. And I, I feel like Euphoria does in season two. I mean, I, I don't think it's worth comparing the two seasons, but it's it's a very good, very solid um, season that sort of sort of mixes up like I don't know a teen drama with like elements of like train spotting and stuff, you know that that kind of because it follows like Rue, who's a seventeen year old drug addict, and she keeps on relapsing, and her her story is one of a number of um, other like teenage stories that are in that are involved in the in, in the show sort of in this like one school i think it's filmed in like South, southern california but they're not specific about what town or city they're in um it, i mean you you you'll, you need like a strong stomach in in some scenes because some scenes are like <laughs> pretty horrific to watch um but it's it's definitely it's definitely worth watching um and season two is it's even better i think um on the other on the other side of the scale, I've started I've started getting into Downton Abbey, uh, <laughs> which is completely on the opposite side. Um, and I, actually, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I started watching it because, like, um, I think the sequel movie's coming out later this year, and Julian Fellows, who's the writer, is also bringing out another period drama i think later in january um so i thought oh i might as well brush up on delta Abbey, see what it's like because i'd never seen it or really known about it before and i actually really enjoy it it's sort of it's sort of like a pleasant escapist nonsense you know highbrow sort of thing it's just sort of it's very and it's, it's just very nice to watch 
you know a lot, a lot of shows are really dark now and it's just nice to have that kind of release from all the darkness because <laughs> you know their problems aren't real problems you know it's it, you know a, a snuff box goes missing and they're trying to find it again you know it's, it's, it's not they're not like worldly problems um so what's that and also i just finished um uh rules of the game which is a new bbc drama that's coming out next week which is mainly fo- focuses around sort of uh sort of culture in the workplace um and sort of issues with like sexual consent sexual assault and you know um and uh, and stuff like that but it's a really sort of it was interesting because i i thought it was quite trashy at first and it is quite trashy it's sort of set in this like little town um and it's about a company that's um going from public to sorry sorry going from private to public it's about to become a huge company but then they get a new hr rep in and then this hr rep begins investigating these like allegations and they try and shut her up and it's uh it, it started out quite trashy sort of big little lies on a budget kind of thing um but it, it turned out to be quite exciting and quite enjoyable so yeah and it stars um maxine peak uh who's uh quite a famous film film actor but she was also in a uh, quite a harrowing ITV drama about Hillsborough recently, um, and she's very, very good in, in this one. So yeah, that's what I've, what I've been nice. watching. Nice, nice. Um, okay. So I'm not sure when we get together again, and I'm not sure what we're going to watch next. Um, that's not nothing. Yeah, you know, we haven't discussed that, have we? At all. Mm-hmm. So maybe we we'll leave that open. Mm-hmm. Have a chat later on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, do one in a week or two. If we can get everyone together. Um, if there's anyone in America who wants to come on, you know, have a chat, authors, um, you know, Twitter followers, whoever, it's just fancy coming really on. just random American, you know. Any just random, any, <laughs> any, Brit, any Brits as well, or, you know, it'd just be nice to get some people on here, some guests, because we have had guests on in the past, and uh, I could have had more guests on recently, but... Um, It'd just be nice to get people on, if you, even if you want to talk about something you've been doing, and uh, you know, because I just would like to get back to at least every fortnight. And with, with the four of us, it's always quite tricky to get everyone on at the same time, pretty much. Um, I think I've probably got more time than you guys, um, especially well Sundays. I'm normally all right, mm. normally all right on a Sunday. So you know, if you want to come on, give us a shout on Twitter or whatever. Um, so. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Facebook, Bones Horror Podcast. Instagram's Bones Horror Pod. If you want to email us, it's the Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com. Um, and that's it, pretty much. Um, we miss Larry tonight, so hopefully he's back soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully back in a couple of weeks. So, very, no, thank you very much for listening, and we will uh, talk to you again soon. See you later.